0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest podcast
1: show on earth. Hi everybody, this is Gunky, and normally I'm here with my co-host, Patty jazzy Amo, but she is off in sunny Florida attending the Florida Super Jam. It's a balloon uh, event, a balloon twisting event, where she's learning some new techniques and connecting with clowns and entertainers from all over the world. And she had a conversation with Ron Flower Fowler, who is uh, well-traveled, and he is also a clown, a balloon artist, and he's a designer of balloon bags and pumps and some accessories for the professional entertainer. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation uh, with Jazzy and flower and without further ado let's go to Florida
2: I am at the Florida Super Jam in Orlando Florida and we have sitting right here our very own Ron flower fowler is that
0: right? You got it. Did I get it? <laughs> That's hard to it say. Me. Flower Clown. So say hi, Flower Clown. Hi, Flower Clown. <laughs> hi, me. <laughs> no. So Ron Fowler is my name. Flower, of course, was taken from my last name. Flower was my nickname before I was even a clown. So when I became a clown, I already had a name.
2: See, that's what I was going to ask you. How you got your name? And
0: flower is also has a lot to do with. I used to go to a lot of Grateful Dead shows, hippie festivals, so flower kind of fit. Uh huh. So as I tell the kids, I was a flower child that became a flower clown.
2: Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, so I
0: got my got my roots there, and I do a hobo style clown.
2: A Hobo style clown. Yeah,
0: so I do the beard and that. So.
2: And have you always done that?
0: Always. That's been my character. I experimented at the beginning with a goose. To, When I first started balloon twisting and being a clown in public, I did our bar area in Cleveland. So I did the bar strip. I was not going to be a white facer and a goose clown dealing with drunks. So I decided to go more of the Emmett Kelly round Uh with the hobo. I did act like I was a little bit tipsy while making balloons for people and that kind of started out my clowning career.
2: And how long have you been clowning?
0: That was in, I started playing with balloons in 88. That was in 97 that I started doing the restaurants and the bars. By 2000, I got so busy, I quit my engineering job, and I've been a full-time clown since 2000.
2: Oh my gosh, congratulations yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. It's
0: 20-year anniversary this year.
2: Well, I can July. tell. You you know, when I've been here, you've been the most um, just welcoming as far as for me when we talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're connected with the clown. Oh, of
0: course. Which, there are not a lot of clowns here.
2: There are not a lot of clowns here. There. But, you know, there's some things I feel special about meeting a fellow clown that also does the twisting right. like you do because you just have a natural connection with an entertainment yeah. type of level of clown, you know, when you're out it's, there.
0: It's definitely different to be out as a clown than just a children's entertainer. Just a twister, Once yeah. you put on that nose makeup, you go into character and you can't turn that character off till so you wipe that makeup off.
2: Right, yeah. and have you clowned, I know in the U.S., have you clowned overseas? Um,
0: I've, I've gotten hired to go to Dubai and then I've clowned and done a lot of charity work on my own throughout Nepal, India, Thailand, um, Egypt. I actually performed in a circus in Egypt, in the Cairo Circus, which was in southern Egypt at the time. The only time I performed in a circus was in Egypt.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> so
0: I've done, I've done clowning there. Um, I take balloons backpacking with me all over the world. So okay. even if I'm not in makeup, I'm still making balloons for kids on the streets or right. at restaurants. And I can't stop.
2: Right. Well, it's your passion. Yeah, exactly. You found
0: your Little passion. magic tricks in my pocket. I've got to entertain. There's kids. There's one kid here named Finn from Holland. We were outside running around, running around. And everybody else was talking, and me and the little kid <laughs> are the one running around like like children. And like I'm the one getting. My mom was here. She would yell at me.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Uh, so I have another question. Yes. Tell everybody um, what you do here at the Florida Super Jam. I sell bags. But not just any bags. <laughs> You're amazing. not a bag lady. I'm a bag man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I'm i basically a dealer, so I, I fill people's addictions. A lot of the women here and a lot of the balloon people have bag addictions and organizing addictions and balloon addictions. I service that market. So I actually, I'm a full-time twister, so I know what I need to make my life and my work easier. As I get older and body starts to hurt, I invent new things. To make. Smart. So I used to use hand pumps and then floor pumps and then I'm like I invented an air compressor system and a dual agenda system and I'm like I gotta I wanna keep twisting longer. Right. So I have to make my job easier. So I design products for that. Okay. Organization products keep your balloons organized very nice I work on pumps and stuff setups so the whole setup I have is one setup so you're not lugging a lot of things in from the car and to the gigs and that just try to streamline everything make it nice and simple.
2: And you go overseas for that so talk a little bit about that.
0: I started backpacking Asia in 96. I fell in love with um, Nepal and the people there. Ended up spending four months in Nepal the first time I was there which was actually in 97. Wow. Started traveling in 96 but made it to Nepal in 97. It was a whole year I was spending in Asia and maxed out my visa extensions after four months. So I had to leave, but also my round-the-world ticket was gonna expire, so I needed to get to India and see India, and, and so I had to go. Two years later, I came back, but um, I have my own little factory in Nepal. I live with a Nepali family. They become a second family. I've supported their son through their schooling. When I'm there, I always buy them like a gift for letting me stay rent free. Okay. Not only that, I have my factory in their house with three sewing machines and two full time tailors. So when I'm there for two and a half months, which is usually I leave right after Valentine's Day after the conventions.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I don't come back till the end of April. So I'm in Nepal for two and a half months every year taking all the information I get from these conventions okay. over there, designing new bags around all with the requests that people have said or suggestions or just tweaking my old products. Right, Redesign everything, and then I leave. I come back to the States, I start working as a clown. My factory for the next couple months is making all those new products to bring to export in November. So I can sell them at the conventions, Ugh. and I support some, basically some poor people are there. My my, my head mas, my headmaster Taylor is a very good professional, not exactly rich. Everybody's poor, but then we have an assistant who kind of needed something. And yeah. when I go back this year, I'm gonna find another trainee. So I'm gonna find nice, and I work with um, they're called untouchables. They're the um, the lowest caste system in the Hindu religion. So okay they're the ones if you ever see kids digging through garbage those are the untouchables that's the lowest caste and I know a play center in that area where I help support and they raise money it's actually a girl through New Jersey that runs it but I volunteer there. I make lunch for the kids. But I'm gonna find one of those kids that's interesting in tailoring, and I'm gonna start training them. Very nice. Yeah, so See? I'm gonna. That's support, what I do. You give oh, back. Oh yes, always. Yeah. I mean, Nepal is my. I mean, it's my second home. I was in the earthquake. I mean, a oh, lot of people man. died. Yeah. That was April 25th, 2015. I almost didn't come home. I saw a guy get killed. Oh my gosh. And 9,000 people lost their lives. This yeah first five minutes and it was oh. a bad earthquake it was an 8.7 you could not physically stand straight on the ground but even after that earth after that earthquake there was aftershocks every five to ten minutes which were like five to six which oh is still gosh. a big tremor yeah yeah all for the three days we were there the second day we had a 7.9 okay. which was another and then more buildings fell down oh, yeah. the problem was people were searching for bodies and people that were alive and died right it oh
2: it was a bad situation yes. so
0: we left that and um we instantly started raising money here we sold a bunch of felt products that we imported raised money got donations made it on tv made it in the paper which okay. got me some more publicity yes. which able to raise more yeah and then we had a team in Nepal with the, the Lions International. It's actually the Leos, so it's the college version of the Lions. Okay. The ones that do the eyeglasses. So we had a group of them, and my friend's son was part of that. So they were all engineering students and medical students. Okay. So we got a group of about 20 of them, 20 Nepalese teenagers, and they we, we sponsored them and gave them money to buy supplies to go out to the villages and build structures and do health checks and everything. Oh, and then once once we started with our little area and once our little area was set then we branched out, branched out. And uh, have they seen
2: you clown in that area?
0: Oh I'm Can always you? I'm always okay. clowning over in the fall. I there's orphanages that I go to every time I'm there. There's a couple schools I do. Okay. And then I always try to find a new one. All the kids in the area you know me. And I've been doing school shows. I've been doing school shows for like many, many years. So even the adults go, Yeah, you're that clown that was at my the school tr- that was when I was a kid. Do they
2: speak English?
0: A lot of them will speak English. Um, Nepali and Hindi are the two most popular languages, Okay. but a lot of people will. Do you yeah. speak I They're speak like... Nepali, yes.
2: Right. So I can talk to them in Oh, very nice. It's
0: limited, but I've been going there long enough. I've got a pretty big record.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun. Ever go to clown conventions when you were here? Did you ever do like World Clown Association um, or I, COAI?
0: I did. Um, <clears throat> Maca, okay. The yep. Clown Association. We hosted it in Cleveland, just as I was getting starting into the hobby. Okay. I was very very new at it. Yeah. We hosted it there in Cleveland. It was some of the other clowns got together, and I had just kind of joined the clown group. And I was gonna take classes. The lady that was supposed to be the MC in that, she ended up getting laryngitis. I became the MC of the <laughs> clown convention. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was the one that could talk. Yeah. So they like, you're doing it. Alright, I'm just starting. I wanna learn. Throw you and into I wanna to go to the class. Yeah. And I ended up being the MC and we ended up hosting, and I was the gopher. So that was the only clown convention I've ever but been. But you really to.
2: never went to classes. No, you were just I've never been to the
0: show. I've never been to a balloon convention, anything until I started selling the bags. And that just really? totally fell in my lap. I've been doing bags. I've been making bags since 2003. Wow. Nobody knew about me because I I didn't know about you guys either. Right. (laughs) So it's like I, I made my own. And back in the late 90s, I made my bag that I needed because I couldn't find one. Right. So I borrowed Grandma's sewing machine. I made a bag. Right. I traveled to Nepal. I ended up taking my bag to Nepal. I have friends that are tailors. And I go, can you take this bag? Can you can we work on this and make this nicer? I have some different ideas. I want to make it more professional looking. Right. I did that. I came home with a nice new bag. Like, I got a nice balloon bag. Went back to Cleveland. All the other clients are like, can I get one? Can I get one? Right. Next year, I ended up bringing back I think five of them. Next year, I brought back ten.
2: Right. That's how and everything started. And then I started starts. doing
0: costumes. Yeah. Costumes was a pain because everybody's so picky and yes. they have to fit. I don't know why people want their clothes to fit. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> request. But yeah, so I'm not a, I'm not a personal tailor. I can design. I can use a sewing machine. Okay. But I'm not. A, I can't do clothing. I've watched enough that I could probably fumble my way through some simple things. Well, who but...
2: are some of your um, inspirations for clowning when you became a clown? Like None. None?
0: I, I like, not... what
2: made you become a clown?
0: I became a clown because I was the uncle at all the Christmas parties and everything that was sitting and playing with the kids and not sitting with the adults. Okay. So, I I just liked to play. So, once I started doing balloons, then I was like, I did balloons for my nieces and nephews at all the family functions right okay so while all the adults and people my age were playing cards or whatever i'm sitting there making things for the kids okay and then i met a clown in 97. he showed me there was a hand pump
2: oh no i used to mouth and i mouth inflated for
0: nine years and i could not do it out in public because it's just it i wasn't very good at it Uh uh-huh i could do it i can blow them up but i struggled and then 97 when i got back from that year of traveling asia I got a job that I used to have at a video game arcade because I went for electronic engineering. Okay. that's my college. Okay, so I knew how to fix video games. So I got a job at the video game arcade, which I had previously in '88, where the first guy saw that pet balloons and Maltin played inflated, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna go buy some balloons, figure it out." Wish he had a pump. Right, <laughs> changed my then whole <laughs> life. I would have started nine years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Uh, but then I went to travel Asia. Exactly. So I it's always Asia, meant
2: for a reason. Everything you do.
0: Came home, got a job at that arcade. They had a clown there on the weekends. He had a I'm like, you have a handful. And I was like, I can make a few balloons. And you know you know, people come up to you as a balloon twister. Yeah, right. I can make balloons. All right, sure. Anybody says that, I blow up a two sixty and hand it and go. Let me see. Oh, I always let if me you see. tell me you can make a balloon, I blow up a balloon and hand it to you. I'm not gonna let you mouth inflate it or let you pump it up. Right. I'll blow it up and, so I went up to him and I just took a balloon out and I mouth and played. he almost said I was like I bet you can mouth and flight? <laughs> like you're just the game tech right so I ended up I knew how to make I, for nine years I made dogs swords and flowers and that was it.
2: And that's probably the three most popular things oh, yeah. even to this day oh, yeah. isn't it that That's strange. Eddie's
0: first three that he learned too my partner yeah. in the selling Bay. yeah. So once he showed, once I saw there's a pump, I'm like, can I trade you arcade tokens? I had the keys to all the big video games. Oh, I yeah. had free arcade tokens. Like, would you like some arcade tokens? Can you show me how to do that and that? And a couple of weeks later, I was teaching them things. Oh. I had nine years.
2: Yep.
0: And I, my entire childhood was Legos.
2: Right. So, so I always, constant. and I went to engineering, yep. I've
0: always been building things. I just never knew to take it to the next level. Uh-huh. And once I, like, there's another level. Right.
2: I'm taking over.
0: So then I just it, I did was I would watch the Simpsons and I would sit, put it on pause and I would make Bart Simpson out of a balloon. And then I'd bring it in and i him like, where'd you get that from? Like I made it. Yeah. I it. So
2: you, you can see it and, I, and make it. You now have, I do college yeah.
0: campuses where they just hold up their phone and go, Can you make this? And I just break it apart in my head and fold it back together to with a balloon.
2: That's the engineering that comes yeah. out oh, too doesn't really help, yeah. So what have you found through the years? Anything that stands out as, you know, it could be positive or negative, but anything that you have seen a great change in either what you do as a performer, clown, or is it been pretty much the same?
0: When I first started, there were some clowns in the area, but nobody was like doing it like Really good full time. There wasn't okay. You know, the mark. It seemed like there was no market for it. Okay. And when I came in, for some reason, I just became really popular really fast. Like they were waiting for somebody to do this.
2: And you were the. And chosen, I got really
0: popular. So the chosen. Chosen. Yeah. So after like a year, year and a half, I was like burning myself out working full-time doing this clown thing every weekend and then a yep. couple restaurants and i'm like yeah so after three years i just i i was gonna like just collapse again and run away and go to backpack around asia but i like right. the balloon thing too much i'm like this is doing <laughs> fun i'm making money doing this yeah so i ended up saying all right i'm quitting my job for a year i'm gonna do the balloon thing and it just seemed like it was just it just a whirlwind I
2: mean, so you I never did. went back to working
0: i gave myself a year and it's been 19.
2: Oh, heavens. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then since I started, mom started doing balloons and face painting. My sister does balloons now. Nice. <laughs> My wife runs the office. Yeah. So we're in the entertainment business. I'm the entertainment. She's the business.
2: Yep.
0: So no, we have a great wonderful. system. I have noticed this year things slow down a little bit. But I don't know if it's the plastic and balloon thing or... So yeah. So we're kind of revamping the business and we're trying to get more into some adult parties and clientele and more business meeting stuff.
2: But you know what? I think that that raises a good point cuz for me the same thing. I don't put all my eggs in one basket mm-hmm. because it just seems like it's hard to make a living that way in right. what we do. So if you can, you know, diversify mm-hmm. and find you you found obviously you found your niche with not just being the clown, but with the bags, mm-hmm. what you've done. I mean, that's a niche. But besides that, you also do what all of us do really? here, and you twist, and right. you know, um, you have this whole entertainment business besides that.
0: When I'm not traveling and making Balloon Animal, or when I'm not overseas and doing the conventions, I'm a full-time twister. Right. All summer. Basically... It's very cold in Ohio, so yeah. April it starts getting warmer and the business starts picking up the parties and the outdoor events, and it goes right up until like January 1st. And then my slow season. Yeah. This has filled in my slow season like it's beautifully. The,
2: it's the reason I can come here, to tell you the truth, yep. because it's a perfect time in my business that I'm not losing, I could yep. maybe end the lose a few The Convention few gigs. people know that and that's yeah. why they schedule. yeah. I mean it's just wonderful. And who doesn't want to go to Florida in the
0: in the winter? In July or in January. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like going outside in the t-shirt. It's a draw. Like, I know.
2: It's a draw. Well, you're from Cleveland, right? So yeah. <laughs> have you always as far as costuming, you're always been the hobo, but have you changed anything over the years or are you pretty true to your original My self? makeup
0: always stays the same.
2: Okay.
0: My hat stays the same. I always wear a black derby. Okay. Sometimes Christmas I have a red one, uh-huh. or Christmas hat. But it's always my black derby. It's my beard, my red nose. I did find a beautiful nose a couple years ago, and I just—it's uh, the Red Nose Factory. They clip right. Here. Yes. I love. It. Do you I love it? I was so sick and tired of dealing with the glue, glue. and rubbing the yep. glue on and heating yep. it up on the the car and trying to get it to stick right. and in the summer. You sweating it. Right. Falls I, I love that little clip thing that goes right into your nostrils. It's, it's Done. the best nose. Done. Love it. Just pop it on, pop it off whenever I want. Yeah. So that's definitely an improvement for the business.
2: Yes. I, I think that too. So how do you feel about clowns have now started to not wear the nose anymore or with ringling Ringling going away or, mm-hmm. you know, do you do you have any opinion on that whole thing? Um,
0: I mean, granted, the clowns did take kind of a hit a few years ago with the scares. Yeah. I don't blame Hollywood. I mean, people are like oh Pennywise and that. I'm like, that's Hollywood. That's adults. That's horror things. That's been going on forever. Yeah. I mean, was it Christina the car Stephen King movie? I'm like, what are now people everybody afraid of cars because right. it was a possessed car? It's it's a movie, right? Children are not really going to see it, so Hollywood doesn't bother me. When the teenagers were out in front of the. Apartment complexes and scaring the local kids, and it made the local news. And then it got spread all over right. the country. I had people in Cleveland that were clowns; their phone just stopped ringing for the entire month of October. October, we're, we're busy in yes, October. Yes, we are. That's a that's a big hit yeah. when you can't pay rent. Right. That one. Luckily, I was. I'm booked pretty solid anyway because I've, I've got a name and a reputation. Right. But people's. I I have friends back home that were full time clowns, and after that October they stopped doing makeup. They have not been a clown since They changed their character, they became more of a balloon twister, a balloon entertainer, a children's variety entertainer, but they're not a clown. Yeah. And that's it. It is. Clown has a lot of history, and then I mean now with the internet and all that, it's, we're not as unique and as novelty thing as we used to
2: be. But do you find when you clown here, versus when you clown overseas, (laughs) there's a difference in how people react to the clown? and I feel like, because I was in Dubai as well, clowned in Dubai, clowned in Mexico, they have a different appreciation. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, we're treated like um, royalty. We're, we're treated good. like celebrities, but not we're still as much. Something
0: new and unique. Yeah. So here we've had clowns here forever. Right. It's like Ronald McDonald. like It was him and Bozo and over there they never pay. it's like what is that person wearing all that makeup right that's from the playing cards where I'm in India and Nepal I'm considered a joker not a clown ah, okay. all clowns they call jokers because of the decks of cards okay and they're used to that <laughs> really? joker
2: uh huh
0: and that was royalty and a lot of them yeah Nepal used to be a monarchy so right Yeah. that's the joker so they don't really call us clowns we're really We're jokers right.
2: okay. well if it's if it's the same thing you don't get offended do you yeah um, well, I just want to thank you very much for your time. You it was this a one? pleasure talking with you, and you know I'll see you again. Uh, well, down the road, <laughs> and if you're ever in Chicago or Gunkies in Nashville, okay. let us know. Okay? Yeah,
0: I get to. I used to go to Chicago for concerts, but that was one of my younger days. <laughs> and I tell people if you're driving from New York to Chicago, I'm in Cleveland. I've got a bed you can crash her
2: There you go. So
0: very good all right guys well
2: thank you very much keep clowning yes clown on thank you this is um patty jazzy almost saying we'll talk to you next time and flower clown thank you very much for
0: bumping nose
2: bumping nose right take care
1: thank you to patty and to ron for that conversation i truly was able to enjoy that right along with our listeners um, it was inspiring to hear ron's story as he tries to bring uh, laughter and smiles and a little bit of balloon creativity to people all over the world um, brightening their day uh, truly i'm inspired if you're inspired we have a facebook page slapstick conversations on clowning uh, you'll find us there and i encourage you to uh, drop us a note there uh, hopefully you like the show If you have any show topic ideas or questions, please feel free to leave a little comment there for us, and we'll try and include that in the next show. If you are on the Anchor platform and you want to leave us a voice message, um, please do so. We would be able to include that voice message in a future show. So I thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, life is a circus. Just don't walk behind the elephants.